It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 102 of the Talking Games Podcast. Me, your host, the Major. It is, well, now Monday, 31st of April. Sorry, we're a little bit late. 30, this... There is oh, no, first no first of May, April, isn't it? Not... I keep thinking it's 31 days in April. It's not. It's, no, it's the 1st of May. May. Yeah, we're a little bit late this week. I've had some uh, personal issues, as you guys know, with my dad. Uh, I haven't been in the best of health this week either. I had a temperature of between 96 and 102 Ew. at two days. My temperature went up nice. and down. I don't know what it was. I think it was just a viral infection, but I feel better now. Probably. So that knocked me out of work for a couple of days. I couldn't do anything. Thank you very much to Adam, though, for taking, uh, taking a step up and, and covering me for a couple of days. He didn't do a lot, but he did enough. No. Thank you very much. Um, also, shout out to Callum, who will be back tomorrow. Uh, he's going to be jumping back on next week's episode. Still trying to get in touch with Bam. I don't know what's going on, but I do know he is moving, which is why it might be a bit delayed. Ah. Anyway, uh, don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. You can find us on all the socials, forward slash gamesinquirer. Uh, we are the only Games Inquirer. I know there's someone pretending to be us on YouTube. They are not us. Uh, and no, I am still we are our uh, YouTube account shut down. No, YouTube we're not even on not. YouTube, but I know there's somebody pretending to be us. Uh, they've even, they've called themselves Gamers Inquirer, with uh, the same email pretty much as us. So, yeah, they think they're clever. They're not. I am in touch with YouTube to get that account punished or taken down because that's just taking the mick. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for joining us. We Chloe and Nightmare this week. How are you guys doing? Good. Good as well. Good, good, good. It's been an interesting week for news. Um, before I touch on that, though, I will say I have just posted my review earlier today of uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. One of the best games I think, personally, EA has ever made. It is better, from a narrative point of view, than the last six Star Wars films. Uh, there is just the, the, some of the scenes in that game as well. Like, for example... Uh, spoilers, if you haven't played it, skip ahead about 10-15 seconds. But uh, there is a scene when you're trying to get out of the Jedi Temple and you're zooming through wormholes. One of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in an EA game, period. Zooming through wormholes? What's that? Zooming through wormholes? Yeah, because essentially you are... A Jedi Knight, so you have certain powers, but there's in in the right. game verse anyway. There is a, a race of like wit, like demonic witches, and one of which is called Meron, who was in the first game and was you, who helped you because the Empire basically uh, betrayed her. So he then joins you. She becomes a bit of a love interest for the main character, Cal. All right. Uh, as you see in the second game as well, they have a very passionate snog in the desert after they win, and she seems to really enjoy herself. Um, <laughs> uh, but you're paying yeah. far too much attention to that, aren't you, Major? I I I really want this to happen because Jedi's aren't meant to fall in love, and if he does fall in love, he then betrays the Order, which makes him turn to the dark side because there was a similar thing with Anakin, who fell in love with Padme, and because he fell in love with Padme and he couldn't have her. He became a Sith. Mm. So I'm. If read my review if you haven't already. I do mention this. I am thinking that maybe the third game because they have already announced the third game will include Cal making a choice between light and dark, and that is his that is his inner struggle because there there is scenes throughout the throughout this game where 
he's like been he's he's constantly reiterated that he does not listen to others' guidance. He thinks he knows everything, which is a very Anakin thing to do. So I'm thinking that they may be setting the groundwork for him to possibly become a bad guy and then have his friend bring him back or something of that nature. I do think there is because we haven't really seen it. He lost his master halfway through his training. He's still technically a pad one. He's never he's just been knighted in the field because he needed to be, but he's never completed his training. Mm. So I think they're setting something up there for later on. I really do. I do believe they're doing that. But uh, I will say go check out my review. I love that game. I did rate it a nine out of ten. I thought it would have been a ten out of ten. The only issue is is that it is buggy as hell. Uh, EA and Respawn have both apologised for the state of it. PC gamers have had it a lot worse. The game is oh, I, was just about to say, I was just about to say, what are you playing it on? Yeah, I'm playing it on Xbox, which is the least buggy version. PlayStation is worse than than what Xbox is going through. Um, but if you can find this article on Games Inquirer right now, uh, Respawn has apologised for the PC version of Jedi Survivor. It's had currently mixed reviews. There are so many negative reviews on that on that game at the moment on Steam. It's just negative after negative. Uh, it had a rather successful launch on console. PlayStation and Xbox are not as bad as the PC version. I will reiterate that. I know some people are thinking they're the same. They're not. Uh, but the company has posted a, um, their Twitter account. Uh, we are aware that Jedi Survivor isn't performing to our standards for a percentage of our players, in particular those with high-end machines or certain spec configurations. Whilst there is no single comprehensive solution for PC performance, the team is working on fixes we believe will improve performance across the spectrum of configurations. We are committed to bringing these fixes as soon as possible, but each patch requires significant testing to ensure we don't introduce new problems. Uh, if you are wondering if you're on uh, Internet Explorer at Microsoft Edge now, um, the reason that the uh, Twitter pitch isn't loading is because it doesn't work on Microsoft Edge for some reason. I don't know why it won't fix it. Anyway, uh, the game released on Friday has a number of issues and consoles. I have uh, obviously noted the game crashed twice on mine. Uh, that was mainly just doing regular stuff like jumping over a wall, the game crashed, talking to a to an NPC, the game crashed. But other people have had crashes where at the start of the game, specifically on Steam, because the game uses DRM, it registers the fact that they've crashed and registers that as not the game crashing, but another account logging in. So when you go to log into that game again, the DRM is stopping you from doing so because of the fact it's saying that no, somebody else is already playing this account. Yeah, so you can't access it, which is really, really, really bad. Uh, Most fans are right to obviously be surprised because the game was delayed six weeks not long ago. To make it put it in, uh, what was it they called it? Achieve the level of polish our fans deserve. Oh, right, that went well then. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well at all. I know, <laughs> I was being yeah. sarcastic, can you tell? <laughs> I cannot tell. Have you played it yet, Nightmare? Um, I haven't because I didn't like the first one, like, at all. I oh. tried to go back and play it, like, a couple weeks before the release of Survivor. And I just hated it. Like, the mechanics were just kind of stupid. Like, the tr- I, I, I was playing the Xbox One, so that might have been what it was. Yeah, but it was just like, there were, there were so many stupid control decisions. They were like, oh, you want to interact with anything? Use RS. And I'm like, that's not a button. Yeah, you'll press down on the analog stick. 
I, they still have that here, but I think the reason that a lot of people didn't like it is that it's a Dark Souls, a Metroidvania-like game that they kind of implemented certain mechanics into the into what is essentially a puzzle platformer with RPG mechanics, and they've overlaid it with Dark Souls. So it's kind it's kind of awkward the way that they've presented it. The control wise this year, I understand people don't like the pressing of the analog sticks, but we're gonna have to get used to it. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Why we just couldn't press, you know, A or something, or yeah, try. Yeah, how many how many buttons are there on an Xbox controller? There's at least six. Mm, well, you got the two triggers. You got obviously yeah. the, the face buttons. You got the dialogue options, which all the uh, the directional buttons, which are the D pad. Oh yeah, but that, so that's they're why still I said being at least used. They used I was thinking the two. I just had the two at the back, whatever you just called them. My mind went blank. And then triggers. Triggers. That was it. I was yeah. I was just thinking the triggers and the uh, lettered ones. Yeah, but well, you got the bumpers, two, two top bumpers as well. And then you've got all the directional pads, but that's used to control uh, or to or to direct bd1 so the reason i mean if you're if you're going to use the face buttons x is to attack b is to dash y is to do a heavy attack and a is to jump so really all you're left with is the analog sticks at the mm. end of it. there isn't too many other buttons that you could use to to engage in conversations it's awkward I although know. i'd be interested to see if they're running out of that many buttons on a controller i'd be interested to see how they've managed to tackle that problem on a keyboard mm. <laughs> I don't think you'd have an issue, but I'd, I'd wait. I did say to people, and I will say again, if you're thinking of getting it, do not buy the PC version yet. Wait about a month, because the game is not ready to be played on PC. It is a waste of money, and it's very unlikely you're actually going to get to enjoy the game as it is. Stick to console, Xbox, preferably, PlayStation if you have one. But do not go with PC. Anyway, we're going to move on to the biggest news story this week, and that is the UK regulator, the CMA, has blocked Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The reasons they gave have all to do with cloud gaming, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever because that's not part of the deal. But uh, they have found them, they've claimed. I'm not going to say the articles have all saying they found. They didn't find anything. They've speculated uh, that the merger would lessen competition in cloud gaming. There isn't a market in cloud gaming. There really isn't. And uh, the companies, okay, so the, the, what they've forgotten, okay, and I think they've stopped going with Sony's argument. Instead, they've gone with Amazon and NVIDIA's arguments instead, is that Microsoft have uh, the market share of cloud gaming. The reason they have the market share of cloud gaming is because of Google Stadia. Google Stadia went out of business. There is no major competition for them anymore. That isn't technically their fault. NVIDIA and Amazon are still around, but they're nowhere near as big because to stream on NVIDIA costs a hell of a lot of money because you have to pay for the GeForce Now graphics cards. And Amazon, nobody really uses Amazon because they have a really bad, quite dull library. You've got the, obviously the Lunar, which isn't, you know, it's only just released in the UK, so it's not even going to really have a good opportunity to compete full stop anyway with Microsoft, who's been around now for about six years. Google going out of business was kind of uh, the reason that Microsoft is, has the market share of cloud gaming because there is no other big competitors mm. for them to compete with. That is all happening in time. There's smaller outlets all over the place. So it doesn't mean they're, at, they're anyway going to be able to compete, nor should it. But Microsoft said they are appealing the decision because the grounds for it is ridiculous, which it is. 
the months of months of investigation that the regulator published its final report on the deal on Wednesday said it present prevented over concerns or presented prevented it over concerns it would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for gamers, which is nonsense. Uh, the decision is the most significant yet. Obviously, Ukraine, a couple of days ago, they approved the deal. The EU is looking more and more likely like they will. Yeah, uh, US, that yeah. will be why. That will be the reason why we've blocked it then. Yeah, we don't so want to screw, do screw the EU. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not to screw the EU, just because we don't want to do anything that the EU can agrees with, because our government are just hellbent on going EU bad. We're brilliant. I'm just like, yeah, just do one. But it's going to backfire on them, and I'll explain that why in a minute. Uh, the uh, the decision by the CMA is kind of a stupid slap in the face to themselves. They've kind of screwed themselves massively. I will explain why. Uh, in the US, uh, the Federal Trade Commission is obviously suing Microsoft. They are looking to block the deal. However, that is looking unlikely because the FTC rarely wins in cases like this because they have no grounds to. Uh, the Microsoft has made several uh, changes to their proposal since they went to the FTC and the FTC decided to sue them. Uh, the regulator for the UK, though, wrote they have prevented Microsoft's proposed purchase of, acquisition, of Activision over concerns the deal would alter the future of the gaming market or the cloud gaming market. Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services. As evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft find it commercially beneficial to make Activision Blizzard games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. They've already signed a deal with NVIDIA. They've offered a deal to Amazon. There isn't any other competition out there. If there was, they'd likely offer it to them as well. They've just signed up another one with, I think it's a Portuguese streaming service called Nware. Uh, they've just signed one up with uh, a 10-year deal with them to bring Activision Blizzard games to that streaming service. So this argument goes completely out of the window. Mm. Uh, Microsoft already accounts for 70% of global cloud gaming services. And the reason they do is because Stadia went out of business. It's just, this argument I mean, makes no sense. Yeah. Although, what do you expect from what was probably a room of like 60-odd-year-old men? Well, the, on the average... Head well, the head, of the, the head of it is Lena Khan, and her, her leadership has been called into question because she's been accused previously, and in this case as well, of lobbying on behalf of private companies. She's been paid under the table, apparently. There has been allegations made against her for a conduct in previous committees uh, where she's made allegations or claims against a company who's looking to acquire somebody else. And there has been accused that she's taken payments under the table for those companies. Welcome to 75% of the Conservative government. Next yeah. question. <laughs> there are certain people on Twitter who still don't understand that the Tories are corrupt. So I'd have to keep reiterating this. If you think the US... I have noticed. You, you, you do have a habit of going at people <laughs> on Twitter. I do. And I, I've been doing it today as well because some guys <laughs> arguing with me about this about how uh, Nintendo's bigger in Japan than Sony. No, they're not. I've been trying oh, to no, say I, that. I've been on oh, this no, all day. I was, I was referring more to you going at people about the state of our government. Not oh, anything. yeah. Yeah, that's because people don't understand politics. It's, it's, it's the the uh, the armchair... Uh, what What's it called? What do you call them? The, the armchair something where they, they think they know... I know what you mean. I can't yeah. remember the name, though. Yeah. 
But I, I, I actually went to law school and I studied politics and I took politics as a, as a, as a minor during my legal studies because I was basically my field of study would have been corporate law and dealing with international trade. That was my field of study and learning about political uh, political leanings in, in economics and the way that policies and political politicians can change a trade agreement is kind of beneficial yeah because not a lot of lawyers understand politics so i would have had an edge which is why i took it people arguing me about the tories aren't corrupt they are the most <laughs> we've ever had anyway moving back to gaming uh the deal <laughs> with, uh, yeah i'm not gonna go on too much longer uh, the deal would reinforce microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over call of duty overwatch and world of warcraft you're Again, the they've already that ma- that's not the case. Can we move yeah. on? Yes, we've already worked this out because this has been going on for six months. So the CMA saying that is nonsense. Again, uh, the cloud allows UK gamers to avoid buying expensive gaming consoles and PCs. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, I'm not <laughs> what? No, say that again. Yeah, uh, apparently, if you're on the cloud... You don't have to buy an expensive gaming console or high-end PC in order to play them. That's nonsense. Well, that's, well, that's... <laughs> that's not the way it works. <laughs> I, for starters, yeah, obviously, if you're on the S, you don't. It's not inexpensive, so you can play games. But the issue is, okay, is that nobody's playing the S. Nobody wants the S because it's so badly poor performed. It's running at 1440p when the Xbox. And, and even if that console dies, you've lost access to your to all of yeah. your games. If you have no internet, you can't play anything. Which is why people want the disc drives. It's yeah. that's, and you don't need a PC either to use cloud. What are you supposed to play it on your phone? Come on, man! Uh, it gives more flexibility and choice in how they play, allowing Microsoft to take a strong position in the cloud gaming market. The reason they've done that is because. If, Google's gone. Uh, a statement, Microsoft Brad Smith uh, said the company is disappointed by the decision and claimed it would appeal. We remain fully committed to the appeal. We have signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard games available on 150 million more devices. We remain committed to reinforcing these arguments or these agreements through regulatory remedies. We are especially disappointed that after lengthy deliberations, the decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of the market. The fact is that Microsoft were at number 10 with the Prime Minister and members of the Cabinet on the day this was announced, on Monday. Uh, and they announced, they gave them the news whilst they were standing in front of the people that had told them no. Oh, God. <laughs> I would have hated to be there, to be honest, if I was a member of Microsoft. Uh, yeah, Bobby Kotick, though, did threaten the UK. And this is where things are going to get slightly bit more interesting. Oh, uh, no. Because let's uh, let's give a quick brief understanding of what Microsoft's place in the UK market is. Uh, they control or manage the security infrastructure for, against nuclear and cyber attacks in the UK. Uh, they're now threatening to leave the UK <laughs> because of this. Uh, Activision... they're, threatening on, they're threatening to leave the UK because we, because the CMA because the UK's hold stopping them because they've they've been given assurances and then haven't been told basically no. I mean, to be fair, I can't say I blame them. I don't blame them either. I'd be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! You joined us, mate. How you doing? Yeah, what up, man? You know, uh, I was dealing with some plumbing issues over here at the house. Just uh, jumped in here, y'all talking about this CMA deal, man. I'm, to be quite 
honest, man. I'm, I'm tired of talking about this deal, man. And now we got to hear about this deal for three more years, possibly. Yeah, it's it's going it's going to go on for years because of this. The appeal's going to take at least two. My main thing is this, right? Is that I never I never agreed, or I I don't understand how Sony even brought up any type of like I don't know how they could even have the CMA or anybody block the deal because I don't I don't like how me living in America I don't like how foreign countries or foreign bodies can have a say to deal with stuff that's going on in America like I just don't understand that because as far as I'm concerned I don't care what Japan does I don't know I don't care what the UK does I don't care what anybody else does is if it's across the pond that doesn't affect me as long as I'm gonna still continue getting my games which is what Xbox told the CMA and the FTC they told them, hey, these games are going to continue going because the only game that Tony was, was crying about in the beginning was, was Call of Duty. It wasn't yeah. Candy Crush. It wasn't any of the Blizzard games. It was like, as long as you've been reassured and you see Microsoft making all these deals, all these 10-plus-year deals with all these uh, companies, I don't I don't understand. I didn't think the deal was going to be blocked, but now that it's been blocked, I just... That's that's really what, what just makes me think is like, why? how do foreign bodies in foreign countries have a say to deal with an American country being bought by... I mean, uh, an American company being bought by another company within America. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't really understand that. I, I will say there are remedies available to Microsoft, and the ones that they've threatened this week look to be the most nuclear option. Uh, Activision said they're going to start pulling games off shelves in the UK. They've threatened to leave the UK as as a company completely, which is taking jobs to the EU. Activision Blizzard they does have studios up here. Yeah. Um, they've, it, it's all basically loosely worded, but what they have in place is Bobby Coates has basically said the EU is more an attractive investment option. My, Activision and Microsoft both have studios here, uh, but the overall arching of people have, have gleaned from Bobby Coates' quotes and the Microsoft quotes that have come out the, the last week is that they're going to leave the UK entirely, which would be extremely bad news, one for the UK defence structure, against nuclear weapons when we're right we're basically a third party at the moment to a potential nuclear war <laughs> which is the great news and also the fact is that if Activision Blizzard leaves the UK then there'll be no Call of Duty on shelves in the UK so that base their, their whole reason for doing this as far as what I can see is that they want to take those games out of the UK and therefore the UK would CMA would have no legal regulatory binding say on anything they do because they're not in that market so they're that they just bypass the, the uk entirely that's a lot of money on the table though i, I don't i don't know yeah. if, if that's just a bluff or if that's just them bluffing trying to get them to you know to to maybe go and relook their decision but if they if because i'm pretty sure like whoever microsoft is is contracting out whatever services i'm pretty sure that that's a lot of money on the table yeah. out there that they're willing to lose if, over I mean, they, I mean, they have I mean, two and a half trillion. They, if the deal would basically increase Activision Blizzard's property values by a lot, by more than 50% when the deal goes through, their stock would immediately right. rise. Now, people saying, that, oh, because they, they, if they take the games off PlayStation, that's another possibility for them. Because if they have no games on PlayStation and Activision isn't releasing games on PlayStation, then PlayStation do not have the say or an argument against the deal. Therefore, all of the CMA's arguments and the FTC's arguments go out the window. 
if they do the same with taking the games out of the UK, the CMA has no right to say anything and they can just bypass the UK entirely. The, the issue right. then becomes is that, yes, they're going to lose money and they'll lose a hell of a lot of money. The stock will drop. Shareholders will not be happy. But if Microsoft recoups those losses by t- paying Activision for the loss of earnings, then that stock price will remain steady. It's guaranteed income. The stock price will go up. But that, they can't they can't do that forever. So it, they'd have to make it a point of we are going to screw with the UK economy. We're going to take these games off PlayStation to get this bill passed. So if you don't agree to this, if you don't pass it, that's what we're going to do. That would be the nuclear option for so, them. But, then, but that's blackmail. Yeah, it's black, It's extortion, essentially. But they have no other option if they want to pass this deal through to get it through the UK. Now, the thing is with people saying this appeal won't work, it's going to take about two years to go to trial eventually because they've got to do interviews and discovery and there's a whole legal process. It's going to take about a year and a half to two years long. The issue is, is that the CMA doesn't win cases like this on a regular. They've lost 33% of the cases they've bought to court to trial based on this same argument that it's, it's some like third, like, in this case, cloud gaming. This random thing, the reason they've blocked it is because Microsoft or whoever has a potential. That's what the word they be used in their filing is the potential to be uh, to build a monopoly, a potential to take over. Potential. Is I got like a question real quick. Yeah, but it's a hypothetical. I got a question real quick. Yeah. Um, why? Why go through all this? Why go through an appeal that would take two to three years to pass through instead of? Microsoft treating Activision and Activision treating Microsoft with the same relationship that Sony does with Square Enix. Why not just do deals, third third party deals? Why not just cut deals the same way that Square Enix does with PlayStation? Put the majority of, of, of your games, the majority of your IPs on Xbox and only give PlayStation and Nintendo Call of Duty. Because Activision is so big, market regulatory wise, they would not be able to do that. Sony still have a well, contract. Not able to do that. As long as Xbox cuts, as long as yeah, Xbox but that's when the regulators start money. getting involved. When you start having exclusive rights, I mean, Sony's been able to get away with it because they're a Japanese company. But as far as the US goes, the FTC would not like that. It don't matter if they wouldn't like it though. They it would be nothing to stop it because at, mm. at that point that would just be a company making making a deal. That's not a company being being owned or being bought up. That's just them taking their IPs. And making a decision based on what's good for them or what's good for the bag of money that Microsoft yeah. would be giving them. That's not the yeah. same. I mean, the, 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 other, the other issue to that argument would also be the fact is that PlayStation, we call the duty in especially because that's the biggest thing that they want, would right. makes the most money for Activision Blizzard. So the money that's that why I said, would have to, they would have to give them a head like of three billion a year. Yeah, but that's why I preface what I said by just treat them the same way how Sony treats Square Enix and Square Enix treats PlayStation is give them, give all, just make everything else exclusive or just cut the deals for third-party exclusives, which is probably what they were going to do anyways, and just yeah. continue giving PlayStation and Nintendo Call of Duty. That would make sense. Because, I, mean, because the, then, the, I mean, because, yeah, but then Microsoft because, isn't, I mean, yeah, you can no, do that. That makes, mm. I'm I'm thinking That's though. What I'm because like, that, why not just do that? That's what I'm saying. Like, why not just do that instead of do, waiting two or three years for an appeal to go through? That way, yeah, like they'll have to shovel up the because three billion then everything dollars. Else, 
Because then everything else that they've done to try and get this deal through has just been a waste of time. That's why I'm saying. Chloe, Wasn't like, Call of Duty going to come to Nintendo been... Switch at one point? Yes. Yes, so it was. part of the deal. So that's why I'm saying, why not treat, instead of going through for three more years, instead of wasting more time, because they've already wasted a year and a half of time already. Just treat this, just treat Activision, how PlayStation does with uh, Square Enix, get all those games that they were going to release, the new uh, Diablo, put that, up, put that on Xbox, you know, third-party deal, put Candy Crush still on cell phones and Xbox, do everything that they were going to do, and still give PlayStation and, and uh, Nintendo Call of Duty. And I mean, at that point, the deal would, would basically, quote-unquote, go through, but it, it just wouldn't be under the umbrella of Xbox owning Activision. Yeah, they would have to pay some money, but I mean, why waste more time instead of just doing what PlayStation because is already at, doing? At, I think the reason they want that also is that they want to buy Activision Blizzard because of the problems backstage, like behind the scenes, all the allegations well, as in the, yeah. damaging you know, their reputation. You know Xbox and Microsoft do not care about that. All they in it for is for the I, money. I, they don't I care think about there what are I think there are certain companies that do, and I think there's certain executives and Microsoft that do, because they have had such a close relationship with Activision Blizzard for so long. It's damaging for them as well because they have to be associated with them. Which in the beginning, when there were when the allegations started coming out, and all the CEOs were turning were calling Activision Blizzard out and saying how disgusting it was, and they needed to sort something, and they were demanding answers. A lot of Microsoft and Sony were both getting uh, backlash from people saying, well, hold on a minute, you're still working with them. You're still selling their games. You're therefore promoting that behavior, that culture, that company. When people were calling for Activision Blizzard to be boycotted, they were rubbing the same stick with Microsoft and PlayStation. They were basically saying, okay, you two, you work with this company, therefore you are equally complicit in what they do. That is why Microsoft turned around and thought, maybe we need to change the culture and the the uh, the, uh, the reputation this company has by giving it a fresh coat of paint. And one way to do that is to it's buy the buying them out. out. Yeah, buy them There's out. There's one way to look at it, man, but I don't, I don't really agree with that at all. I think it's all about the bag. I think it's all about Game Pass subscriptions, again, which, which just points back to the bag. I, like, again... Although because people, people, people are going to talk, people are going to talk and say whatever they want to say, but it's just like what I've been told you and Chloe. Either way, even if Xbox wasn't going to buy them, even if Bobby Kodak was never going to go anywhere, Call of Duty and everything Activision does will continue to be supported because people do not really care. It's just a bunch of virtue signaling. If people didn't care, they wouldn't run online and be like, "Well, I'm going to boycott this." You don't always speak out and say what you're going to do if you really care. Then you just end up doing stuff. That's the problem with society nowadays. It's, it's all about virtue signaling. Yeah, they do that a lot on Twitter. But the thing is, is that companies like Microsoft take it seriously. Uh, but speaking of uh, Nintendo oh, night now, I want to—I'll I'll quickly touch on this. Uh, the CMA slagged off Nintendo again. <laughs> uh, they've said that they aren't capable of running, or technically capable of running Call of Duty. Uh, apparently, even though the deal was signed, they don't think that the deal is worth anything. Uh, they asserted that Nintendo consoles aren't capable of running Call of Duty. Uh, Nintendo does not currently offer COD. The reason for that is they don't have a license and Nintendo couldn't afford it anyway. Uh, we have seen no evidence to suggest that its console would be technically capable of running the version. How in the hell would you know? You don't know anything. Uh, the entity believes that my Xbox and PlayStation compete more closely with each other in terms of content 
On the other hand, Nintendo competes less closely because its consoles have different technical specifications and are more child-friendly. That's because in the child-friendly games, it's a family console. Doesn't mean they don't like Call of Duty. Uh, this comes after Microsoft already committed to the 10-year deal. They've signed a contract with them for when the acquisition goes through. And basically, you know, it's of intent, if anyone's wondering. But it said it wasn't enough to convince the CMA to approve the merger because Microsoft said it was confident it could get it running on the Switch. The UK regulator cited Microsoft's potential dominance again. In future cloud gaming, it's made concern. Not the fact that they've signed a contract with Nintendo. But this, the reason they said this, I don't understand. Why have they brought Nintendo into it? <laughs> When they, when they, because they're, they're trying arguing. to come up with as many excuses as possible because they yeah, know they're, they're saying about cloud gaming. It doesn't make any another, sense. Nintendo is another company in the cloud gaming space, but they're trying to claim that if, if it, you won't need to buy... Okay, so the argument doesn't make sense here, and I'll quickly touch on this because I've just figured this out. Okay, Nintendo, they're saying you don't, cloud gaming can work on anything. You don't need an expensive console PC to get it run, but at the same time, they're saying that they're not going to get Call of Duty working on cloud on Nintendo Switch, therefore they're blocking the deal. Those are two opposing different arguments they've made in the same sentence. So the CMA's argument is completely thrown the... out the window. It's complete and utter nonsense. Again, welcome to the UK. It doesn't make any sense. Nintendo would have to release a cloud version. They've already got Resident Evil oh. Village and Control working via cloud. On Nintendo, I don't think they would even have to even use a cloud version. They didn't say which version of Call of Duty. They could just put Call of Duty Mobile on the, on on Nintendo Switch. And exactly. They're still abiding by their deal. They don't need to do Call of Duty Did... Modern Warfare Two via the cloud. Yeah. No. I mean, they yeah, but they're trying to say that this every like the cloud can work on everything, but the Nintendo's not capable of doing it, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. You might they no. contradicted themselves. But we do know anyway. We're gonna get sorry. I definitely gone. get what it's saying that um, that Nintendo can't run it because I mean they like security breach release. I think it was this week on no, it was like last week sometime last week on Switch, and it was like having loading in the middle of the game where it just stopped the game entirely just to load a new area. So yeah, I, mean, like, I, I guess I, I get that. With, what game was that? Uh, Security breach, so I, like I, I guess I get that, oh. but um, yeah, I don't really know a lot about cloud gaming because all I know is that it's on the cloud. I don't know like a crap ton about it. I, I know that I know the ban will will back me up here. It obviously depends on people's internet connections. Yeah, uh, it's live yep. streamed. <laughs> so if you're you guys are in the US, your internet speeds are terrible, and I know a lot a lot, a lot of. US players yeah. obviously have this complaint about cloud gaming because they don't you don't have a great internet structure. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people here, right? Like the internet, like 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 the internet infrastructure in the US is still down bad, so bad. Like uh there's places that still don't even offer unlimited data. There's places that are still under data caps. So let's say you got a gig of a data cap, right? And you're supposed to get through that. As soon as you start streaming anything, dude, you're gonna be lagging and going all over the place. I mean, I don't I'm not. I've never been a person that's that's out here capping for cloud. I I think cloud is a ways off. Uh, streaming games will always be. It would never be better than actually owning a physical copy or, or downloading your games to own. But, I mean, I don't know what's up with this whole cloud discussion, but I think the CMA and Xbox and everybody who's who's trying to tout cloud or talk about cloud right now. I think we. I think we're still a ways off from even talking about cloud. It being a viable option. 
Yeah, but that, that that basically throws the argument as well out of the water because it's it's just it's a nonsensical argument. The CMA's exactly. right to lose when it does. The judge will throw it out. They go back to the table, realise they don't have anything, and the deal will go through. It's just delaying it for a couple of years for no good reason. Uh, Activision Blizzard is having a very good week. Their uh, stock has jumped eighty seven percent year on year uh, as far as March thirty first. Uh, revenue was up thirty five percent to two point three eight billion. Net bookings rose 26% to $1.86 billion. Uh, they said the results were driven by growth across three sectors. Uh, the first growth was broad-based with net bookings increasing year over year. Uh, the three largest or five largest properties have done that for them. Call of Duty, obviously. Candy Cross, obviously. Warcraft, Overwatch and Diablo. Diablo 4 is uh, releasing, is it next week or the week after? I know it's some point. the week after. Yeah, I think it's some point in the second week in May. Uh, but the uh, game is going to have permadeath, where if you die in Diablo 4, you can't play the game again. <laughs> is, is that in a certain game mode? Like, is that like, yes, like that was announced earlier today. That was announced earlier today. It's got permadeath. So hardcore players, if you die at any point in that game, your game will not load ever again. Do not give them money for that. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> that, is really, is that, is a, that is a really stupid idea. Yeah, I don't like that's that. why I said it. Like, I think I think that's like a certain game mode, though. Like, I, I think if you play on normal mode or easy mode or whatever mode you choose, oh, yeah, I don't think I that's gonna be an effect unless you play on like the hardest yeah, difficulty. I yeah, I can't see it being the only way you can play the game because that would be really yeah. fucking stupid. Well, apparently, yeah, I played so the beta, and, like the beta was really good. So, well, anyway, uh, enough of that. We're gonna jump into deals of the week. We're older. <laughs> Da, 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 it deals after a week. If you don't find what you want, then sorry, I don't we can't know. help you out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we can't help you week. out. <laughs> Kicking us off this week, Mortal Kombat the 30th Anniversary Ultimate Bundle right now. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate with a still book and the film from 2021 is a great film right now on Amazon for Xbox is just sixteen pound thirty. Uh, the Assetto Corso Competition PC Steam Keys right now at CD Keys is just six ninety nine. We do have a review of that game right now uh, on the website if you'd like to go check that out. Uh, Near Automator Game at the Your Heart Edition on PS4 right now at Hit is just £14.69. That is on PS4. Uh, you can also find Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy on PS4 and 5 right now on PlayStation Store UK uh, for £16.49. If you use a VPN anywhere in the world you can get it for nine pounds from turkey uh horizon forbidden west right now pc on ps5 obviously uh, amazon uh, asda uh, this one's currently stating new mains however i am certain it will be elsewhere they don't just do individual stores but it's 15 pounds for horizon forbidden west which is incredible because that game not least not long ago uh kingdom hearts melody and memory right now square enix is nine pound 99 that is 23 percent off free shipping that is on the square enix store uh, you can also find dragon quest builders 2 from square enix on ps4 at for 9.99 that is also on the square enix online store uh, the elder scrolls 5 skyrim legendary edition this game has been in releasing everywhere for the last was it about 12 years now uh is that cd keys right now for £4.49 not bad at all uh, if you are an elder scrolls fan you want to get it on pc Get the legendary edition. Don't go with the standard one. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? One of my greatest games of last year. This deal expires on Tuesday, so grab it quickly. Right now, on the Xbox Store and PC is just three pound ninety nine. 
that is 75% off. That is a tremendous deal for one of the best games of last year. Uh, Doom right now on PlayStation Store is just PS4. Uh, it's £3.99. You can also find Dragon's Dogma Dark Rising on PS4 right now for £3.99 on the PlayStation Store. It's £2.99 on Xbox uh, for 85% off. It's down from £20. That is an extremely good deal. Uh, last little couple, though, before we uh, wrap up here. Uh, Moonlighter, £3.37 right now on the Nintendo eShop. That is 85% off. I do like Moonlighter. I think that came out not too recently, actually. NBA 2K23 right now, standard edition PS5. That deal is expiring on Tuesday, the 2nd of May. But you can get it for £13.99 on the PlayStation Store. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 bolt gun PC download for Steam right now. Shop 2 is just £14.85. Uh, you can also find the Callista product called Day 1 Edition on Xbox One right now. On Amazon France, you wanted a VPN if you're not in France, but you can get that for £15.63. And last but not least, because I'm getting tired of this, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin on all consoles right now on the Square Enix store is £14.99. And that is all for your deals of the week. Da, 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 it deals of the week. If you don't find what you want, then... Sorry, we can't help you out. <laughs> Yeah, so we can't help you. Uh... <laughs> oh, that was a mouthful. Have you ever thought? Have you just before we continue? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of to like save yourself some time and you know pre-record it, pre-recording the deals of the week and then sorting it in after? Well. Uh, I have thought about doing that, but then I realised half of the deals that I would do during the week would be expired by the time the podcast rolled around. So they, no, they change every right. day. Uh, all right, fair enough. So I'd have to record it in the morning, hope there's no more deals coming before the I've rec- we record the podcast, and then hope they're still there. Yeah, when the and hope they're still viable when you. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just a thought. Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the biggest news story today. I did not realise this. AAA games can cost over a billion pounds to make, or a billion dollars, apparently. Uh, the CMA, who blocked the Activision Blizzard merger uh, due to implications of cloud gaming, which was just complete and utter nonsense. And the massive report on the decision, they revealed that some publishers report their AAA games and cost over a billion dollars to make. Big surprise uh, for the CMA, anyway. According to a report, AAA games are now greenlit with potential releases in 24 and 25, are getting budgets of 200 million or higher. Okay, so where's the billion come in? Uh, Call of Duty has already surpassed 300 million in development costs alone, which is not surprising. They spend a hell of a lot of money on that. Uh, the next Call GTA title will likely a development of 250 million. With marketing costs. Okay, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to anything that anyone in the UK government says. Why? Why? <laughs> 40, why? 47 minutes into recording this podcast, are you still surprised that something the UK government has come out with doesn't make sense? Okay, so uh, <laughs> this this doesn't make any sense to me for two reasons. Um, one large studio reported down major franchise development costs because 660 million and marketing costs nearly 550 million. Now, well, I don't know what sort of marketing they were doing, but if you're on social media, it's not going to cost you 550 million. If you're putting up billboards, you're a bit of an idiot because they never work. Mm. TV and radio, maybe, but 
The average TV price for a prime time slot is about 30,000 on a popular channel. And who these days is using TV anyway to exactly. market games? Because it's let's face it, YouTube. people who play games are going to be watching YouTube, as you've just said, more than the, or Netflix or something, or more than or Twitch. That's another good one. More than they are bloody TV. So yeah. why would anyone this, do that anyway? This this amount, five hundred fifty million for marketing. I worked in marketing for eight years. <laughs> I have never had a budget of five hundred fifty million dollars. If I did, I'd be thanking God. <laughs> There's no way that this company has spent half a billion dollars on marketing. You don't need half a million dollars to mark, half a billion dollars to market. You really, probably, maybe a half a million for a big title, but half a billion for marketing. <sighs> Seriously, whoever whoever's their CFO, whoever's in charge of their finances, want flipping sacking. Hmm. Want investigating for embezzling. And by the way, I need I need another couple of hundred million over here. I've got to go do some TV ads. TV ads don't cost you much. They cost like thirty grand. I don't care what this guy says. It's not that's complete and utter hogwash. It's nonsense. There's no way he spent they spent five hundred fifty million. I want to know who this large studio is. Studio as well, not publisher. Uh, these costs demonstrate a significant increase from five years ago in budgets between 50 and 150 million. That's what they usually are. But this is an isolated incident. This 550 million market and mm. 660 million development. That's that's an odd. That's that's one in a million chance that ever happens. You can make a game with 100,000. So I don't want to hear that nonsense. Anyway, uh, the CMA's rule is signed on a report by Market Intelligence Group IDG. Also revealed detail about the increasing calls for new Call of Duty titles. We don't care. Alongside its insights into the rapid increase in cost of AAA development, uh, the CMA's report also asserts Nintendo isn't capable, blah, blah, blah. We've been over this. Let's move yes, on. Yes, I'm not. That's why I said blah, 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 Clubby. <laughs> anyway. Exactly, you laugh like a baby. Anyway, uh, moving on, though, uh, before we get into music-wise, Sony is looking to break records. There has been announced the PlayStation consoles are about to top, was it, 38 million units? Uh, they suddenly sold 25 million units at the time of the 28th, just two days ago. Uh, but they are looking now, have now sold more than 38 million units, making it the best year on the market so far for PlayStation, apparently. Uh, the 19.1 million it sold in fiscal year 22-23 last year. They said, we aim to continuously accelerate penetration of PS5. That's a weird way of phrasing. <laughs> that, is, that is not the best. <laughs> we, aim, we aim to penetrate to the PS5. Uh, this, makes me so, this makes me so glad that Callum isn't here. We did, that joke could be going on for the next 25 minutes, if you were. And, and I don't have that long for mm. that joke to be going on. Yeah, I know. That's why I said I'm glad he's not here. <laughs> you do like to explain things, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Uh, uh, the highest ever we've seen, 25 million is highest then for any PlayStation console in history, apparently. Although the PS2 is still breaking records. I don't know how that works. Uh, it's certainly an impressive figure because, as I mentioned, no PlayStation console has ever sold any more units, not even the PS2 which is currently the best-selling console of all time with 159 million units sold. Uh, the PS5 is certainly trending towards an incredibly strong year. Sony recorded 7.1 million units and 6.3 million unit sales in quarters three and four last year, which is definitely impressive. 
I still can't get hold of a PS5. No shops around me have one. So I'd like to be able to buy one. Please stop buying every single PS5 console. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is why I'm a bit surprised that they've done so well, actually, because... They're really hard to get hold of. Yeah, exactly. That's That's crazy. That's crazy that y'all keep saying that. I mean, I can go to Walmart, Best Buy, Target. We don't have those stores. We we can go to the local Tesco's. I can go to the supermarket. They advertise them, but they don't ever have one. Uh, we've got Asda, which is kind of like your Walmart. It's owned by the same company, but they always say we have one, but they don't. They never have any on. When they go in there, there's none on store. You have to buy it online. And it usually costs an extra fifty quid. Uh, CEX, which is a big second-hand store, they are still scalping those consoles for seven hundred pound each. I'm not paying seven hundred quid for a PS5. Uh, and then you've got online stores, and I don't like going to online because. I'm freakingly worried that I just won't turn up and mm. I can't do anything about it. That's crazy. So, yeah, I don't bother buying online. I still can't get one. I'm waiting for one to turn up in the local Argos or something, which would be helpful yeah. if I can get one in Argos. But I'm probably going to look to get a PC before I get a PS5 anyway at this rate. Anyway, uh, it's obviously their best year on record so far. PlayStation has just wrapped up its best year with 38 million units sold. What was the biggest selling reason for selling that many consoles, though? My question. What, you mean how did they what sell was the game that sold, oh, helped was the game? sell that many units in one year? I don't think it was just one game. I just think it's I think it's a combination of, of everything. When the PS5 first came out, there was memes all over Twitter, memes all over social media with these models saying me, me or the PS5. The PS5 uh, yeah. marketing that's still going. The marketing <laughs> has always been been a one. They got they got games coming out not on top of third party games coming out not. Not to mention, Call of Duty is still being marketed by PlayStation, and Call yep. of Duty sells the most on PlayStation. So, I just think it's a combination of, of a lot of mm. things, and not just any type, one type of game. Mm. I do. I do although, although, am I imagining things, or was there some kind of um, was there was there not some kind of exclusive for PS5 Hogwarts Legacy players, or if I just made that yes, up? Mm. So that could there be was the, no, no. That could be there the answer. Only, there was exclusive. There was an exclusive. Like, there was only like mission. an exclusive mission. There was an exclusive mission. That mm. mission was trash. That mission is not what's selling PlayStation. I've no, I've never played it, so I don't know what. Wait, it is. what? What was the yeah. exclusive mission on Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, you could get like this little shop. It was called like a Hogsmeade shop or something, uh, something like that. It was like this weird little wonky mission. I played it because I bought Hogwarts Day One and I played that mission. That mission, mm. it wasn't a, it wasn't a super big deal, but it was like one. It was like one mission that you got exclusive to PS5 that wasn't on Xbox. I don't even know how that existed. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, it didn't sound very interesting to me. They had this sort of thing, although... Did you see the Square Enix uh, market manager talking Xbox? What did he say? So there was no. this, the market manager for Square Enix was on Twitter. And he, they, mm. I think this was either Wednesday or Thursday when Live Alive released. And he's saying, don't worry, Microsoft players. You can still find Live Alive on PS5, PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> we'll put a As he should. At the end. As he should. Look, I wish, That's I wish more of these executives, I wish more of these executives, especially Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg, instead of playing Kumbaya with the competition, go out there, taunt what you got, show what you got, because... Clearly, being nice and being kumbaya with PlayStation is getting them nowhere. You see what I'm saying? Like, every time PlayStation drops a big-name game exclusive, like, what do you see on social media? Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer, congratulations, PlayStation. Good job. Xbox drops a game. 
nobody says anything. No, like, I, 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 I want Phil Spencer to be more cutthroat, and that's why I think when he does exactly. retire in the next five years, his pre, his the next guy to take up that mantle is going to go after Sony hard. And let, let's face it, Moody or Sarah Bond. They need to get up yeah. out of there, man. I think Xbox needs a huge switch up with the management. I don't know how anybody at Microsoft let Sean Layden go to Tencent. Like, I feel like I feel like the people that's in charge of Xbox slash Microsoft, who, who's ever in charge of the Xbox division besides Phil Spencer, they just, I, I don't know if, 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 if they like to lose or I don't know what goes <laughs> through their mind because it's like, it's like, like they just like being a part of that. It's wild to me, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they, they get off on it. But I do think there's going to be some, when they do come over, let's be realistic PlayStation fans, okay? I know there's a lot of Sony ponies that listen to us because I get these comments all day. Uh, PlayStation is poor in comparison to a lot of companies. Yes, they have a large market share. Yes, they have a lot of worth. They're valued at a lot. But as loose change, they have about $5 billion. Microsoft and Xbox have two and a half trillion. So let's not pretend that Sony is anywhere comparable. But if Microsoft were to go after Sony in the way that Sony goes after Microsoft, they would crush them within six months. The only they need to do this. I don't want to they, 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 they won't do it. They need to do that because this is what I tell everybody, right? In business, nobody cares about your feelings. Clearly, we can look at the gaming industry and see PlayStation does not care whenever they money hat games and they keep games off of Xbox, i.e., Final Fantasy VII Remake still isn't on Xbox three or four years later, i.e. FF16 is not going to Xbox. So Xbox has all these resources, all these studios, all this money. Why not use that money? Go out and get you some more third-party deals. Start money hatting games off PlayStation. That will that will easily... It's not going to be in like a year. It's not going to be in two years. But at least the ship will start to turn. But as long as people look at Xbox and they're like, hmm, I can play this game on, on my PlayStation as well. Or else if they own a gaming laptop, hmm, I don't really need an Xbox to play this because all their games go day and date to PC versus hmm. PlayStation. The games go PC, you know, three, six months down the road, sometimes even a year. But at least there is still something that tells you, oh, man, if I want to play this game without getting spoiled online, if I want to enjoy this game for myself, I need to own a PS5. Xbox needs to do something to get that same feeling back to the fan base of people who own an Xbox. Because right now, if you own an Xbox Series X like me and Major, PC Game Pass gets games that, that Xbox does not get. Whereas the games that go to Xbox, they always go to PC. So yeah. it's like whenever you play on Xbox, if you only own an Xbox, so you need to do else, it. You, you need to like, do it the other way around. Is what you're basically. They need to do it the other way around. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But like right now, it's like owning the Xbox Series X and only playing on the Xbox without owning anything else is like you feel like a second-rate citizen. It's like you don't you don't feel like you're getting things that, that like you're supposed to get. You don't feel good about getting the things that you get because nothing feels like. It's only in an Xbox ecosystem. It's on PC yeah. as well. I, there's the other thing that I think that Microsoft should be doing if they really want to compete is go for VR as well. Mm, Nintendo and PlayStation shout. both have VR. You don't remember that major back in the day? Phil Spencer promised Xbox players that they were working on a VR headset. You don't remember that? Yeah, that, that they came out and said yeah. that they were going to give us a VR headset on the Xbox. Where is it? Yeah, that was what six years ago, seven years ago. Something like that. In the Xbox One generation, yeah. Yeah. And that never turned up. And I don't think it's ever coming. I think they've just given up on it. It's not. Yeah. But I do think they, if they're going to compete with Sony, and we're actually going to see equal footing between the two, they need to start branching into other stuff. Because, yeah, they've got... I mean, Sony's just jumped into movies, TV shows. They've got VR. 
they're lurking on more phones. Microsoft really don't do anything other than software. It feels more like they're lazy than anything. They used to do other stuff, Major. I don't know. I don't. But like, anytime they ever do something, right? If they feel like it's not working, they always can it. Look at look at the Zoom. The Zoom is gone. Look at the Windows phones. The Windows. I mean, the Zoom. The Zoom is still around, but it's really only for offices now. Yeah, it's not yeah, really. I remember. I remember when it was coming up though. When they was trying to compete with Apple. I, I yeah. personally love the Zoom more than what I like any any damn iPod. The Zoom for me was was amazing. I had one at high school. You know what I mean? But they just, you know, if if, if they feel yeah. like it's not it's, working it's out, not, the market, it's not available no for, for the public anymore. That's the reason it's not. You can't get it it's because it's mainly advertised and targeted towards companies. Mm-hmm. When they, when you go to gaming conventions and stuff, I went one to uh, to West. I think it was like what about a month ago now maybe two yeah something like that yeah they had they had an azoom stage there and they were having like advertising the zoom new zoom tablet for the corporations and studios to buy so they they are about they just don't do it for the public but i think the microsoft is, yeah. is that they try one thing they get bored of it forget about it and then go focus on something else because they've got this big trillion dollar they don't really need to try because they're already minted Mm. I, I get that impression from them. And I don't understand why, because I do think they have enough talented people there that if they wanted to actively compete and actually become the market leader, they have more than enough capability of doing so. They could force out Tencent and Embracer very easily. They just choose not to do it. They buy studios who only have one IP. Bethesda's Max is probably the biggest studio they've ever bought. But a lot of their studios only do one game. And that isn't going to get you anywhere. <laughs> you know? And it's, mm. it's also doing, they have, I mean, if they had bought, if they will buy it, I think they will eventually, but when they do buy Activision Blizzard, they'll have a lot more games. And they need to actually push that. Because when they own studios, as we spoke about previously, they buy a studio, they do nothing with it, or they've really poorly managed the game fails mm-hmm. and it flops. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bam, before we uh, jump into music break, what is your thoughts or what have you been playing actually this week? I've been playing a lot of stuff. I've been playing Dead Island 2 that came out. I bought that. Star Wars Jedi Survivor that came out. I got that for free. I've uh, been waiting on Tears of the Kingdom. Man, I've been playing some of everything, man. I just wrapped up RE4 remake finally. That's a few. been all over the place, man. <laughs> You got one too many games. I've been seeing you going off on mm-hmm. Twitter. I'm enjoying your Twitter thread. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> Major, I, I be getting so tired of these people, man. I'm, I get so tired of these fanboys, man. Mate, like, I've been arguing with like seven of them, mate. Those. Mate, I've yeah. I've had I've had I don't know whether you saw it. There's a I'm not gonna say the guy's name on on here, but go look back at our mentions on the uh, Games Inquirer Twitter thread. This guy is just wrong after wrong. He thinks Cloud Gaming has been around for 20 years. What? Yeah. He thinks that Microsoft were one of the first companies to get into Cloud Gaming 15 years ago. <laughs> I could I could not I could not I could not cope with his level of stupidity. He was getting on my nerves. But there's he's just so many people who think that who sit there laughing at the fact that Microsoft is, have lost. I go, oh, yes, yeah, Sony's the best. Sony loves us. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't give a shit about you. What are you talking about? 
people just don't understand anything, and it's really irritating. All these Sony fanboys, please just stop, stop it. Anyway, uh, last thing before we jump into a break, uh, Apple has scored another win in the epic antitrust dispute this past week. This came from Bloomberg. Uh, they said the late decision to, and it's another blow to Epic uh, because Apple over thirty percent cut is uh, their dispute with Apple over the thirty percent cut in takes. Uh, the dispute resulted in Fortnite being removed from the App Store, as we well know. The case has been winning its way through the courts ever since. Uh, the latest decision in favour is made in favour of Apple. The court also upheld a 2021 ruling that the App Store violates apparently California's unfair competition law, uh, which resulted in an injunction forcing Apple to permit developers on its platform to link outside payments. Uh, There's a lively and important debate, they said. Uh, the three-judge panel that our job as a federal court of appeals is not to resolve that debate, nor could we even attempt to do so. Instead, in this decision, we faithfully apply uh, existing precedent to the facts. Apple called the decision a resounding victory in a statement to Bloomberg. He said it was considering further action on the state law ruling. Uh, they prevailed at the Ninth Circuit Court, though the court upheld the ruling that Apple's traits have a substantial anti-competitive effect that harms consumers. They found we didn't prove our Sherman Act case Fortunately, the court's positive decision rejecting Apple's anti-steering provisions frees iOS developers to send consumers to the web to do business with them directly there. We're working on next steps. Uh, it's a very, obviously, good case for Apple. Uh, I will leave a link to this article down below if you want to go check it out because we are running late for the break. But when we come back, we are going to be discussing some movie news, uh, including the fact that there's a sequel coming for one of my favourite films ever. That's right. Dodgeball. We won't be long. See you in a minute.
shutting the bar, they're cleaning the floor, and everyone is already home. But I'm on my own, still dancing with my eyes closed. Welcome back. This is the Talking Ears podcast, episode 102. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has subscribed to the website this week. We've had another 10 people join. Nice. Uh, we are trying to get to 1,000. We did have 800 before we lost the last website. So we'd like to get back there. If you're not already subscribed, so please sign up. Uh, we send you daily notifications. You can also comment on posts and watch our videos on the website. Anyway, you remember YouTube kicked us off the platform because we kept getting copyright claims on our videos. Oh, yeah. From the trailers and stuff. Yeah. yeah, because the companies would send us a trailer, ask us to post it, we post it, and then they claim it and have it taken down. It's just stupid. Yeah, YouTube's a weird place with companies right now because I know Nintendo has been, like, taking down a ton of channels because, like, yeah, they've they been striking out games. with Zelda content. Yeah, I know, like, Pointed Crow about, like, hit a ton. Uh, he's, like, a main he's like a nintendo content creator and just got like hit a ton I mean, by nintendo yeah nintendo was and then everyone's just like well it, well it's, n- it's not nintendo's fault pointed crow shouldn't have made the content <laughs> and it's like no mm. that's not how that works at all are you talking about this cat would have like 1.6 million subscribers yeah he's a, he's a big he's a big subscribe. zelda uh youtuber i know he's like but one of the main arguments was that, like, he didn't mod with any of the original models from Zelda. Like, all the mods were just completely unique. He made, he paid for them as well. He paid them out of his own pocket to have them made. He, did, he didn't buy them off anybody. He didn't market or sell them. He made them himself, which is kind of stupid that they'd take it down trying to claim that he's modding Zelda. It's, like, completely irrelevant. <laughs> I think anyway. it's just... I think it falls into that... I think it falls into that weird <laughs> window of if you're using the name of the IP or if you're using the likeness of the IP, if they can strike you down. Because remember, I don't know if we spoke about this on the podcast, but Roblox, the creators, they had this this Pokemon mm. game on Roblox that they, you know that they was making, uh, and Browns. Nintendo hit them with a yeah, and then Nintendo jumped on them as well. But again, I mean, if you're making content, man, you just got to be careful with using other people's IPs because if you're still gonna use the name or if you're gonna use the likeness. They still within that window of where you know, even though that's not my content, they're still using my content. You get what I mean? I mean, it's in it's in that window, but it's just kind of scummy to just take down content creators for making oh, yeah, content about your mm-hmm. game. It's just kind oh, yeah, of like facts. really oh, yeah, stupid. But that's just Nintendo, man. Like Nintendo has always been super, super scummy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think we spoke about this before when I said they uh. They're not exactly, they claim to be family friendly, but when it comes to actually working with people, they're not interested. They're right. kind of not. <laughs> they're not. In practice, they're not exactly living up to their reputation. 
Uh, yeah, like they got one kid fired from GameStop just for like yeah. just for saying, "Hey, there may be a new Nintendo Switch coming." Or he he didn't even. It's it's not like he found real information. He used information that he found online. That would yeah. point to somebody know, else that spoke about. Out. He spoke about it and got yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, GameStop got him worst. out of there. They're just the worst. Uh, the, oh, there was a, another news story uh, earlier this week. Did you see the um, fra- what's his not franchise man? What's his name? Uh, the old guy on YouTube. He got outed as a pedophile from forty five years ago and was bragging about it on one of his videos. Ooh, I can't. There's nice. some uh, franchise man or something like that. It's an it's an old Dang. guy. Like he's like in his seventies, but he's got a YouTube channel. I know penguins like penguins. Eo did a, a video on him moist. He was talking mm. about him as well. And and um, uh, Philip DeFranco did a video on him. I think uh, Mo- uh, Muta did a video on him as well. I think this was late last week. Right. But it was covering this no, old guy basically bragging about, about getting away with it. <laughs> Jesus. Gross. Anyway, uh, the Super Mario Bros., one of the biggest movies of this year. I know me and Callum have had a massive debate. What was your thoughts on this movie? If you I have- haven't seen it yet. Oh dear lord. Oh that movie was fire and I just want to take this moment. I want to take I don't this have moment time for getting to cinemas right now because work. Listen. I know. Listen, well, Chloe I did not see on. the movie, Chloe. Chloe did not see the movie, so she has nothing to add. So I want to take this moment. All right. Because Callum ain't here, but Major is here. And I remember we had a huge debate. We had a super huge debate when this when when all the news came out about Chris Pratt playing Mario. And I remember telling y'all, I told you and Callum, because you and Callum thought Chris Pratt was just going to go into this movie and y'all thought the movie was going to be doo-doo, butt cheeks. And I remember I told y'all, I said, we have never heard Mario speak, so I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. But anyways, I'm just here, you know, bragging this. I'm, I'm just here to say, <laughs> I told you so. Major and Callum, you little, you, listen, Callum, you little, you little weasel head dude. Listen, I told you. <laughs> I told you. If you listen back, Callum, you I am Weasel Face. I told you. That's it. That's all I got to say, man. That's my little victory lap, you know? I'm going to get called out. Wow, okay. Weasel Callum argued with me for like, Callum argued with me for like 30 minutes, Chloe. I wish I knew what episode it was, but Callum argued. Was I not here? Was, was I not here, though? Nah. Nah. Was this one of the times I was at Jake's so I couldn't make it? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't here for that. Oh, right. That was okay. a little weasel face. <laughs> 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 listen, listen to the podcast about an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> I'll, um, <laughs> yes, I'll, 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 message him. I'll message him when it comes out. Like, you have to listen oh, to this. Man. Just Bam has a message for you. Yes, he's got a message oh, for you. Man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you haven't read, I, I take it you haven't read my review, Bam. No, 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 not yet. I did say I did think Chris Pratt did a good job, but I will say he didn't give, like he did slightly leave out, go out of his Italian attempt at a Brooklyn accent more than once. He get, he had yeah. it for did a you second. See? He slightly go back into his own voice and then back into a Brooklyn yeah. accent. Did you did you see the part so like in the beginning of the movie when they when they show like Mario and Luigi and they, and they pay their money to get the commercial made and then that yeah. commercial they 
Like they showed him with that little Italian accent. And then when they and then when it cuts to Mario and Luigi watching it, he's like, Oh man, we nailed it. And Luigi was like, Oh man, but how was my Italian accent? And Mario was like, Oh man, you knocked it out the park. Like I don't really think I think we passed the part. I think now in twenty twenty three, I think that we're past having to see Mario with a, with, with an accent because again, just like I said way back then, is that the only time you ever heard Mario speak has been like a couple words. It's never been in full sentences, and that's no. why like I didn't think that I, it was I, I, be I, that do, much I still think though the French and the Italian versions were better. I do think they were bang on in comparison. Yeah, to but Chris. how do you I, think? Yeah, yeah, but how do you think people would have reacted? Like you already know that there would have been a subsection of weirdos. <laughs> oh my gosh, we can't believe that they got Chris Pratt, a white man, a white cis male. Doing this fake Italian accent, this is this is super racist. I I can see it now. Uh, okay, that's people, fair enough. People, you like, there's a whole yeah, subsection of people who anyway. said that. Yeah, of but course, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like in well, 20, yeah, but Chloe, you gotta, but Chloe, but Chloe, you gotta look and see where you at. You gotta you gotta gauge the temperature in the room. There are people in society nowadays that if you do anything, movies movies like Tropic Thunder, that movie could never be made today. Yeah, but TV what I'm show. thinking is, what I'm saying is, you're gonna have a different subsection of people who are gonna go, "You've ruined Mario because you've taken his accent away." Clearly, you can look and see how good this movie's doing, and that subsection of people is not even existing. This movie hit oh, is about enough. to hit one billion. Yeah, one billion dollars at the box office become the tenth animated film to achieve that title. It will won't be Avatar because Avatar's currently sitting at about two point two three billion. Uh, since the movie released, uh, it won't be the biggest movie this year, but uh, it's only taken 26 days to cross one billion dollars. Uh, once again, with the box office with ease, uh, it's also the tenth animated film to ever break that record. Uh, the tenth biggest animated film of all time is now past the Spickle Me Too and Minions: The Rise of Gru. Uh, the movie bought in oh, 40 God. million on its way to North American <laughs> total 490. Uh, the film brought in 68.31 million and six at 532.5 million overseas. And in addition to being the third Illumination film to earn one billion after billion, after Minions and Despicable Me 3, it is the seventh biggest Universal film of all time and has defeated Jurassic World Dominion, which also starred Chris Pratt and the original Despicable Me. The issue is that Jurassic World Dominion was crap, so I don't know how it even sitting at seventh. But. Uh, I will say this, that I do think this movie was good. I do think it had a lot of positives. I do not think it was great. It it just felt like it was paying homage to Nintendo fans. It was given, it was full of Easter eggs and stuff, but it never really went anywhere. There was no overall, like there was no direction for the next film. It's meant to be setting up a big Nintendo movie first. It didn't do that. But if when they do start releasing more films, I mean, yeah, fair enough, they're going to release this. It, the fact they've released it is is like the "Hello, we're here" sort of movie. This is our big first blockbuster movie. They need from the next one on because they've already announced they're doing another movie, which I've heard rumors, Bam, and I know me and you spoke about this. Was it about a month ago, six weeks ago? The next movie mm. should be Zelda. That is apparently it should be that. It should be. It should be that, but if Nintendo was smart, they should have already been in the work to have a Luigi's Mansion film being made to be released in October. They te- they really? teased that in the in that Mario Bros. movie. They did they did do a, a tie into obviously Luigi's Mansion. 
But I've yeah. heard that the next movie they were going to be working on is going to be Zelda. Oh, that would be cool. Hey, I hope so. I hope so. I only, I only wonder which, which link or which timeline are they going to use. Mm. I think they make if they're going to do the, if they're going to make it into a series though. They probably start the first one and work the way from there. I hope they don't do. I mean, because the reason why I ask is because none of those games directly tie into each other. Like the only ones that tie in is Ocarina of Time and like Majora's Mask. And now you got Breath of the Wild, and then you're gonna have uh, Tears of the Kingdom. They they could just do what they did with the Mario movie and just make a whole new timeline that has nothing to do with any of the games or that. I think. And then just take I off think, a bunch think, of Zelda fans. Did you watch that Mario movie Nightmare? Because if if you notice or not, right when it was in New York. It, it looked like New Donk City. So, like, it looked like they following the Mario <laughs> Odyssey thing. Cause they, because they they even had Pauline inside the movie. Yeah, oh, and, uh, and Foreman of... Spike as well was also there in the early. Yeah. Which is, is closely because the thing is that I didn't see is because there is a popular fan theory going around that Spike is actually Wario and Waluigi's dad. Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah. Be, that that was a big fan theory. Cool. But the thing is, we didn't see Wario or Waluigi, so it could be that we, when they do bring it back, Waluigi and Wario will be the enemies in the next Mario film. Trying to but, save Bowser? Yes, sir. Yeah, Bowser was great. We did see, obviously, is it King Cooper? Um, I did not like Donkey Kong. I think Seth Rogen is one of the what? worst, least funny actors there ever is, or ever was. Oh, you didn't like that? Oh, I hated like Donkey Kong. Kong. I hated it. I hated it. I could not, <laughs> Donkey Kong is not meant to be a stoner, all right? I don't care when he's like, he didn't even sound like a gorilla. He just sounded like Seth Rogen talking about, hey, Dad, how is gorilla doing supposed this? to sound, Major? Major, how not, is not gorilla like supposed Seth to sound? Rogen. Not like. <laughs> <laughs> just. I've never heard a, 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 an ape. Start making weed jokes. In a, uh, he uh, even did. Hey, Major. He even did the famous Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that is not, that's not flipping Donkey Kong. I don't want to hear that he did a good performance. He's sounding stupid. Seth Rogen is not Donkey Kong, right? Can we stop paying attention to him and casting him and shit? Because he is awful. Anyway, well, I mean, let's face it, they didn't bring Seth Rogen on here to have him be like an influential voice as Donkey Kong. They had him on here because he's Seth Rogen and people know who he is. Yeah, but they could they could have cast anybody in that role and it would have done better. They they could have put Gilbert Godfrey as Donkey Kong. I would have been more happy with Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey, even though the guy's dead, than flipping <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> You I really don't I like Seth Rogen. Godfrey though, will be a ten times better Donkey Kong, and the guy doesn't even isn't even alive anymore. <laughs> Dig him up and get him to play the next part. I do not want to hear Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong ever again. That was you god really awful. Don't like, you really don't like Seth Rogen. I really don't. <laughs> I have not found him funny once in any movie he's ever done. Nothing. When he was in Knocked Up, he wasn't even trying to be funny. He was doing like. A guy who accidentally gets a hot girl pregnant, but he was just—he—he he played himself. Like, what would happen mm-hmm. if Seth Rogen got someone pregnant? That's the whole point of that movie. Knocked up. Seth Rogen makes a girl pregnant. That was the whole film. Then he did another one where he was—that um, movie he did with James Franco. Is it James Franco? Uh, where they were newscasting and went to North Korea. He was a news producer. He just played Seth Rogen talking about having a bomb up his butt. That whole film was just him running around saying, "All right, I, 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 
you're making fun of North Koreans. The whole film is stupid. Seth Rogen is not a funny person. Why the hell is he getting cast in stuff? Anyway, before I lose my rag, because I'm getting angry. I don't like Seth oh, Rogen. No. We don't we don't want Andre Major again. <laughs> no, I won't I won't I won't lose my temper this time. But uh, the uh, biggest news movie wise is one of my favourite films ever. Dodgeball! Is in development for a sequel with Vince Vaughn. I really? love Vaughn. Anything with Vince Vaughn is golden because he, he is a funny person when he's actually given good dialogue. In Dodgeball was his best film. I mean, I, I, it was hilarious. I have only seen that film once. Do you remember uh, what was his name? Do you guys remember the actor who played the young kid in the gym? Have you seen Dodgeball? <coughs> Yeah, we've seen have, it, but nobody knows their name. I, maybe I have, but I've only seen it once, and it was about a year ago. If not, you can dodge wrench, dodge ball. Also, major, <laughs> I, I hear you saying that uh, you excited for this sequel, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. You, again, the, the, the same thing that I just told Chloe. You got to look and see where you at. You got to gauge the temperature in the room. All the jokes and all the little underlying tones from that movie is yeah. not going to be inside this sequel. It ain't gonna it's, be it's there. proper. It's proper like gay jokes throughout. Yeah, it's yeah. none of that stuff is gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. They, can't, they can't do that. I mean, the, the, I mean the whole like there's there's scenes in Dodgeball. Granted, they can never bring those back. Like there's one with um Ben Stiller. They haven't confirmed that Ben Stiller's coming back for the sequel. But there was a joke where he's trying to eat a donut, or I think it was lifting something, and the big black guy behind it, and he looks like he's getting done at the bum. You could never have that uh-huh. back. You couldn't, you couldn't, and you can't have uh, Patches of Hulahan ever come back in it either, because no. he got one because he died in the film, but two <laughs> because he would talk about girl, guys being f words and are you a sissy and things like you can't bring that stuff back. But I would, I do love Dodgeball because it is ridiculously funny. I mm-hmm. think that's just nah, the baby, issue with trying to do. That is yet another issue with trying to do remakes. And the sequels of really old, not really mm-hmm. old, but careful. Technically, they are old now. Careful. Well, no, because I was, I my, I was also thinking of stuff that I was enjoying when I was a kid. So don't, I wasn't well, excuse getting me, it. I, kept this, mm-hmm. I was seventeen when this movie came out. No, no, but no, 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 no. You're missing my old. point. No, you're. Well, no, but yeah, no, but in the same breath, I'm also saying things like Harry Potter are old too. That's my point. I think the issue with it is times have moved on. The, the issue with doing sequels or remakes of all these kinds of things that they're trying, we've been hearing they're trying to do sequels and remakes of recently, is times have changed too much yeah. for them to make any sense. You gotta call it. You gotta call it like it is. We gotta stop tiptoeing around it. People are too goddamn sensitive for a sequel of Dodgeball to succeed. You got to call a ball a ball. You got you got to call a strike a strike. The movie is not going to succeed because people are too damn sensitive. There, there, there are certain movies that cannot be made in today's day and age. We will never and get a white what, chicks three. Yeah. We will never get a white chicks three. That sucks. We will never get. When did uh, we have two? Dodgeball two. <laughs> when did we <laughs> ever have two, white chicks two? Why have I heard about this? A second one. I, I saw a White Chicks 2. Let me look it up real quick, man. Man, I, I was just about to say White, white Chicks 2. 2. I'm watching it tonight. I didn't even know there was a White let Chicks see. 2. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, 
Oh, no, 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 no. He says a right 6-2 likely will not happen. Oh, no. awesome. all right. I was hoping it actually was a white chicks too. I was like, what? Yeah, I went so, under the radar. Yeah, so we never going to get a white chicks too. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of these movies, man, they need to just li- they need to just leave them alone and just let them be great for what they were. Because whenever they got to go and do remakes, like you can look at like a house party remake from like the original house party. That movie was trash. Look at the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air remake that they tried to make into a TV yeah, show that, series. I, that, I think that's trash. because Will Smith is just turning to it. is turning to a cut arsehole. <laughs> what he did to Chris Rock, his career, people won't ever see him the same way again. <laughs> Just a bitch move. Yeah. But, quick thing, what is your favourite line from White Chicks? Once you go black, you're going to end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta my fa- be. My favourite, first ever scene when they're in the shop, and Marlon Wayans is pretending to be Mexican. And he goes, Translate. What the hell? You gotta watch that movie, Chloe. Great yeah, movie. Oh, it's so good. Uh, anyway, the, let's move. <laughs> yes, uh, the other guy's name, by the way, was Justin Long. That's who I forgot. That guy's slipping disappeared. I think he did a movie recently, but he played a, a gay guy. He played himself, actually. First homosexual role he's ever had. But he's uh, he's came out as gay the year before, so that was a great role for him. More than Justin. Yeah. Uh, the only plot detail we know about the actual film is that it's going to be picking up after the average Joe's victory in the dodgeball tournament. Uh, it's also worth noting this isn't the first time that the dodgeball sequel has been reported. Last November, Justin Long said that Ben Stiller's approval was the only thing stopping the sequel. Then I hope it ends up happening, but I think Ben is a little what he told me on that podcast. He was a little trepidatious about doing the sequel to something so beloved, something that so many people enjoy that much. Uh, the group every day, obviously, the movie's about dodgeball tournament with the uh, average Joe's gym. Trying to stay alive uh, by stop being swallowed up by a corporate health fitness chain. I cannot remember the name just of Ben Stiller's actual gym now, though, off the top of my head. Uh, I love that film. It is so funny. It's worth going to watch if you've never watched the original Dodgeball film. You can find it pretty much in bargain bins everywhere. Uh, last but not least, though, Marvel's Blade reboot uh, will reunite the true detective creator with Mashallah Ali. Uh, the Marvel's Blade is another writer that's been added to the crew. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, uh, the edition reunites Pizzolato and Blade star Mashallah Ali as they worked together on season three of HBO's Crime Analogy series. Uh, the Pizzolato will be working off a script by Michael Starbury, who previously scored an Emmy nomination for his work on the episode of When They See Us. And there has been reportedly working on Blade's script for a few weeks now. However, Blade, which is being directed by Lovecraft country Yang Demange. Yang Demange? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I've gone through a few hiccups so far, obviously. Uh, we spoke about this previous episodes, uh, but the move prompted Marvel basically to pause Blade uh, because after joining the project, Basim Tarek suddenly departed in September 2022 due to creative differences. THR said that Blade is eyeing a late May start to production in Atlanta, and they're still currently set for a September 6th, 2024 release date, unless something changes. I, I think this is another show they might end up cancelling, because I don't think... Be, if this is going to be on Disney+, Plus, as I'm expecting, or obviously releasing as a Disney film, it's not going to suit their other Marvel movies. So if they do go to the dark <coughs> version of the MCU, it's, mm. yeah, it's, it's coming out otherwise, it'll be completely out of place. 
Uh, I'm glad that thing is, is probably going to get canceled. That thing needs to get canceled, man. If, if you're not giving me Blade with Wesley Snipes, the person who, who gave you Blade, who put Marvel back on the map after, you know, like in like the 90s, because before before Blade was a was a movie, there was no Spider-Man out. Not Blade is what put them on the map. And a lot of people didn't even know ignore, Disney or Marvel. And, and, and just for them to just ignore Wesley Snipes, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good on... Getting a Blade TV show, man. Is it? Isn't he, yeah? But he, I think the reason they're not casting him is because of the fact he went to prison for tax evasion. The last time they cast him, they caused him a bit. Didn't of Robert Downey Jr. Didn't Robert Downey Jr. go to prison before he got cast as Iron Man? That is true, but he got cast. That's very true. Before he went to prison, though, Wesley Snipes. And I think but, that's the reason they're not going to use him. Just, yeah, but he took the money he made still, from if Disney. They scared about. Oh, he talking about what's his name? Yeah, because yeah. He, they took the money he made from the Disney films, didn't pay his taxes, and then Disney got basically forced into the argument with the uh, with the revenue and customs guys because he hadn't paid them, and he told them that Disney was supposed to be paying them his wages or his taxes, so they got bought into it. But in the case of the other guy, he went to prison before he got cast, and Disney wasn't even involved in it. It's kind of Wesley Snipes kind of screwed up his own career for a long time, but I do think he does. I guess. He does be... It's also oh. the fact that Robert that Downey Jr. kind of changed himself after uh, going to prison. Yeah, but when it wasn't really just like he went negative. to prison. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but when's the last time you heard anything negative about Wesley Snipes? I haven't heard anything about Wesley Snipes ever since that that whole tax evasion. I haven't. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. He hasn't made a comeback since. Nobody's casting him in, in like a lot. He's of been stuff. in a couple movies. Nah, nah. There was there was another vampire movie that came out, and he was in that movie. I can't think of the name, but there was another vampire movie, and he he had like white dreadlocks or something. He was he was another vampire hunter inside that movie as well. But I can't oh, think of the movie. Well, they're not going to cast something. someone that they that they can't trust. They're not going to cast yeah. someone that they in the past has literally taken their money and just committed a crime with their money. He just didn't pay taxes with it. Just because he worked there, that doesn't mean he committed a crime against Disney. He committed a no, crime. No, not against Disney, he but prison, he brought Disney into the investigation. Because he yeah, told Ben that to Disney prison, was supposed to be paying his taxes. Yeah, but if he went to prison, did his time, if he's come out and it'd be changed, all I'm saying is... Yeah, if he, if he's free, he's in for something. They could have at least added him in, you know, maybe, maybe he could be the person that 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 like train blade like that or like this new blade. Just give him some kind of cameo or something because again, Wesley Snipes is the reason why Disney and Marvel is even continuing even even doing these movies today. Because without Blade, yeah. Blade is the one who started all that. It wasn't Spider Man. It was Blade. Yeah, and I I do I, I think, think I, I do I will say that, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I will say the fact is is that he does deserve some recognition, but the reason I think that Disney's not bringing him back is because of the lies he told about them when he got arrested for tax evasion. Because they thought if if it had come out that they supposed to even paid a dollar of Wesley Snipes' tax, he accused them of not paying his tax. He brought them into the investigation. He almost screwed them over because obviously Revenue and Customs were having to now investigate Disney. That is the reason why they dislike him at the moment. But I do think they right. do need to pay him some respect as the actor who saved their studio. At the same time, I still think that he the reason he's not being cast is because it's of because of what he said. What he, yeah, because of what he did and said. Yeah. 
Uh, but the uh, I, see your point. I don't know if I'm really excited for this because I don't want this show to I don't want the blade the new blade to be a show I think it needs to be a movie because the big problem with like the Marvel shows is that they're like here's six episodes to tell an entire character's backstory along with a whole movie worth of plot and yet they somehow still manage to not at all do anything with plot wise <laughs> on these Marvel shows. No, I mean, like, do, them... it, it will be a movie, but the only issue is that the people that worked on the original films are not involved in this one little bit. And it's being presented or thought of as a movie in product, as a, as a TV show in production, rather than a film. They're treating it like a TV show because they're bringing in actors who worked Nightmare. on TV shows. I agree with Nightmare, man. I'm not really a fan of, of the Disney TV shows just because uh, if you go to the movies and if you watch the Marvel movie, you can clearly see a difference of like quality whenever you watch those TV shows. Yeah. And I would much rather I think the see first this, few is be a movie. I think the first few shows were good, like WandaVision, Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, like the first three. They were had really some before good. that, if you don't remember. Then they then they have that uh Oh yeah, Agents of Shield and Daredevil and all that, yeah. Yeah. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got, like, know. retconned a bit, like, a yeah. while ago. Just, like, completely taken out of the picture, canon-wise. But, like, the original few Disney Plus shows and, like, the regular, like, I think they used to be on Netflix only, uh, Marvel mm-hmm. shows, those were good for at least the start of it. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got, like, really crappy at the end. And I haven't watched the other. Yeah, they were good for what they were, but, but like I, I, I don't know if you noticed or not, man. But the quality, like whenever like they were doing like fight choreography, you could clearly see it too in like all like the little hand to hand combat scenes. That is when yeah. you can really start to see the cracks in the foundation. Is whenever you yeah. is whenever they you tried they the started doing scene. it on the budget that Blade show and it when yeah. the first couple mm-hmm. of episodes were decent because it looked a lot like one and two, but then they started like lowering the budget for the TV production. They had to fire the choreographer and they got rid of a bunch of extras and like some of the writers left. And then you really saw the quality start to dip to the point it was just like Channel 5 <laughs> on a Friday. You know, yeah, if, if you're I'm in good. the UK, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Shows on Channel 5 are garbage. They, are, but, they always have been, though. Yeah, since launch. They paid on the cheap. That's why they make shows on the cheap. But you could really see the quality start to lower, and that's why the show got cancelled. And if they're going to, I don't know who they cast as a lead role, or if they're thinking about anybody. But if there is, if please don't be Anthony Mackie, because he's been in absolutely everything. He's already, he's already Blade? Falcon. He doesn't need to be another role in the Marvel. You're talking about Blade Major? Yeah. It's that guy that Mashal Ali. That's the guy. Is, who's gonna is be he, he's not playing Blade, is he? Yeah, I'm I thought that was Warren Ali. That guy's gonna be Blade, Major. That's the new Blade. You're joking. They also can't cast that, someone who's already in the I universe mean, as someone else. No. Um, well, they oh, they have no. tried it before. They were gonna do it before. Hold on. Uh, not Delroy Lindo. What's his name? Masha. Allah. Ah, there he is. Oh, that guy. Sweet. All right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, that's the dude. That's the dude I'm that's cool gonna be Blade. I'm cool you were sitting there here reading off the reports, and you said his name like five I times. I couldn't. I couldn't remember who this guy was. I could not remember who he was. But now they're saying that it's this guy. I flipping love him. Yes. Yeah, that's the guy. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now he remembers. Now I'm, I'm no good with names. I'm better with faces. I can recognize someone by their face. 
Don't ever ask me to point it at anyone and tell me their name because I'll never be able to do it. Yeah, I'm like that. I've been working at the same stool for since September and I still have to ask half the kids their names. Yeah, it's like you. That's just probably because you got so many kids there. It's probably, probably be impossible for you to, to remember all their, all their faces and all their You're names. You're not wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. The vast majority of them I do remember because I'm in rooms with them like five <laughs> times, three times a day, five right. times a week. But you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Chloe. I put, really you put names on them. You've got all names back from over here. I can do that with one underwear, kid. You? <laughs> you gotta put the name. Hello, my name is. You know, you gotta get that little name tag on. My name Mom, is. What? My name Mom, is. Mom, I could do <laughs> that with like one slim kid. Shady. And <laughs> oh God! Right. Let's. Uh, yeah. Wrap it up. Anyway. Thank you very much for joining us. That has been episode 102 of the Talking Games podcast. Hope you've had a lot of fun. Uh, I know why. Thank you to you guys, Chloe, Bam, and Nightmare. No problemo. Thank you, Trage, as always. You're welcome. Thank you, Nightmare. No problem, man. It's always a good time. Nightmare. Talking about these games. Hang on a minute. Were you, were you taking the mick out of the way I tried to close that off, then? No. All right. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. I just know Bam's got a catchphrase, and it works every time. Love uh, it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, we'll be back next week for episode 103. Apologies, this episode is going up a bit late this week. Yeah, no idea we'll when back. next week we'll get an episode, but at some point. Well, next week it'll be ba- I think we're going to go back to Sundays, to be honest, because yeah. Friday's just a bit of a push. Anyway, uh, we will be back next week, Sunday, for episode 103. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website. Please continue following us on socials. Uh, leave a like on this podcast if you wish. Uh, you can find us or send us a question, send us a comment, ask us to talk about something, a game or whatever. It's an email, talkinggamespodcast at outlook.com. Outlook.com. That is all. Thank you, everybody. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Take well, care. Well, not same time, same place, because we keep getting the times wrong. Yes, Sunday. <laughs> next Sunday. It's, <laughs> it's the ending. You're ruining my intro. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back next week on Sunday, 6pm. Thank you everyone for joining us. Stay safe. Look after each other. See you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) It's the Talking Games Podcast.